uh, we had a, a, a pretty close friend of the band's um, just go on this wild uh, journey of self-discovery and um, through, you know, hallucinogenic drugs and, and uh, just kind of like really diving deep into, the, you know, occultism and, and um, esoteric wisdom and just really sort of looking for the meaning to life um, and those perennial questions like uh, who are we? Where do we come from? Why are we here? Where are we going? Today on the show, we are joined with Nick from Job for a Cowboy. After a 10-year hiatus, they are finally back. And oh my God, the discovery I had in this interview after I asked him about that decade-long break. Was it planned? Is it part of a concept album? You're going to find out in this talk today and around hearing all the details around their latest album, Moon Healer, which is coming out tomorrow if you're listening to this episode brand new, February 23rd. When we touch on the message, the meaning behind this album, we kind of spiral into this beautiful talk about hallucinogenics, esoteric wisdom, self-discovery, DMT, ayahuasca, iboga, and goddamn, this was such a fun chat. And you're going to hear all that right now. What up, what up, what up? Yo, what's happening, Nick, Hi. man? Hi. How you doing, dude? What's going on? Oh, great, man. Very great to meet you. Uh, excited for this little hang we're going to have. In, uh... Oh, pre- yeah. Likewise, man. Got that proper green screen going, brother. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People can <laughs> meme me or whatever. <laughs> oh, of course, man. Yeah, that's awesome. I, used to, I have one done at my other studio, but I was like, ah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Actually, I, I don't usually use the green for these interviews, but my house is messy. So I just kind of like. Yeah, that's what I wanted <laughs> to cover mine up with, too. I was just like, oh, <laughs> shit, I got all my stuff. Okay, whatever. Fuck it. It's such a handy tool for that. But uh, yeah, anyways, I guess I'll I'll just jump right into it too. Sure, um, man. Kind of um, I I'm loving the reaction of all these new tracks you guys have been putting out, wow, and cool. almost just because um, I believe you guys are just such pioneers for an era of extreme metal, and I noticed like kind of the reaction from my friends who indulge in that kind of music when they sure. saw like a single pop-up recently it was like pure excitement or if i told one of them i'm like oh have you heard the new job for a cowboy they're like oh my god what like really like i gotta check this out right fucking now like no way so i kind of want to know like just on behalf of the people who are excited that you guys are back um what was the reason for the 10-year hiatus and what kind of brought you guys all back as a band sure uh so we we kind of decided that we wanted to have the next record come out exactly 10 years after uh moon healer and so we were like oh but we'd have to like break up as a band you know yeah. and everybody was like it's fucking worth it dude so we just all broke up <laughs> and johnny decided to to be like okay well if we're not gonna do the band i'm gonna have a couple kids get married go to school graduate you know do some crazy coding for some company tony's like i'm gonna move to fucking ireland then and become a medical doctor and uh he did that and he got married and then al got married and um moved uh, to new hampshire where he worked in uh, he got really into orange is the new black and so <laughs> he just really got inspired to go work in the correctional facilities and became a co and uh that's all real wow that's yeah. such cool lore and i had no idea that you guys actually planned to 
be like, okay, we're going to take 10 years off and do this. Because obviously with the titles of the album where it's, uh, I believe, Sun Eater and now, now Moon Healer. Right. Like, they on paper they seem like they connected but like again the planning i had no yeah. fucking idea and that kind of blows my mind and oh, it's yeah. cool to hear your branching paths and everything yeah it's crazy man it was it was cool and and uh it was fun to just know that you know you were going to be doing something that was going to connect over such a long time frame you know like um it, just thinking about art in such a, a vast like distance such a vast swath of time uh, is kind of crazy, you know, like men, our concept of time passing is um, always being adjusted uh, every day by like, you know, if you even just think of your age relative to one year, right? Like when mm -hmm. you're four years, when you're four years old, um, you know, uh, your birthday takes 25% of your life to come back around again. Well, 20%, you know, when, mm -hmm. for your fifth birthday. But when you're 40, it's only 2.5%. When you're 80, you know. It's 1.25. So it's, you get the like, oh man, every year, uh, your perception of time speeds up. And so, like, it, even though it does feel crazy that that was 10 years ago, and it's definitely like, wow, yeah, 10 years. But at the same time, I'm like, shit, it's finally here. It's out because we've been working on it forever, forever, man. So it's, it's great to finally get this to see the light of day. And, uh, I can't, I can't believe it's, you know, less than 20 days till it comes out. So, yeah, that's, so cool and uh yeah. so would you say you guys were kind of like chipping away at this in the shadows or were you guys thinking okay we're gonna like kind of have a fresh start at the 10-year mark and if so were you scared like some of the guys would be like oh uh -huh. no i got a whole new life now like right. I, I, I don't want to do this or anything it was really like chipping away at it so we knew like i had some okay. of these songs these songs go back to i first i told people 2014 but i think when i checked my email it was like 2016 um that i got emails right after we played our one show world tour for sun eater in um uh, vancouver at uh, the modified ghost festival um but i got emails from tony with some of these songs that go all the way back then so we slowed it like 2016 2017 the songs were really kind of starting to trickle in from tony and we started getting serious about putting them together in 2018 and so then it was like just a constant process of refiltering like okay let's what if you change this you know 10 beats per minute what if we put this riff here um you know i don't like this riff can or can, this, some, we need something to help this riff transition better into this riff um because we did have the you know we knew this was going to be a sequel to sun eater and we knew it needed to be as good as sun eater and so that was the pressure like we didn't have the time pressure about like oh you know the the record needs to come out you know in six months we didn't have that but we did have the like oh shit this is you know we did something for sun eater and it was very well received which was great but for us we knew that you know like i love that record you know johnny and i talk about like well, i still listen to that record you know and i don't really listen to my own music much you know i think it's kind of oh. weird i mean it could be kind of cool to like do it from an educational standpoint but i just i love that record what we did with it so that pressure of being like We've got to create something that takes what we did on Sun Eater, matches it at the bare minimum, but hopefully like goes above and beyond. And so um, so we knew we needed a lot of time to do that. So we were like, all right, 2016 kind of was when we started being like, oh, let's get serious about this. Because then by 2024, we'll have a record done <laughs> and coming out. It's so fucking crazy and impressive, man. <laughs> like, I'm just like, this is so cool. And even um, <laughs> this morning, uh, I revisited uh, Sun Eater and I haven't listened to it in a long time. And nice. one thing that was going through my head 
thinking you guys weren't making music for 10 years together i'm like oh this really matches what they're putting out with moon healer i'm like oh that's right. kind of impressive and i actually had a bunch of questions like about like was it hard to get back in the groove that I'm like throwing right. out the window? Because now like I realize you guys have just been working in the shadows and yeah, that's so uh -huh. impressive and like cool, like to hear as a fan. No, oh, Yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's, and it, there's stuff right now for another record. Like there's, there's actually, um, one track, it's kind of like a half of a track, but I loved it being the length that it was it only ended up being like two minutes long that didn't make it onto the record. Um, that was my favorite piece by oh, far um yeah and so like i was like okay um well now we get it and it's like set it's a perfect setup for the next record um mm. and i think uh tony's already already cranking away at songs because we don't want to go the plan is to not do another 10 years you know the plan is like you know at the very most i'm gonna go out on the limb and say five years but okay. um but yeah hopefully hopefully even sooner than that because um I think everybody just had fun. We kind of fi finally figured out the groove of writing that way because it did take, did take a long time to like, uh, okay, you write a song or write riffs, you know, send them over. We'll program drums on it. Okay, then let's like see how the feel is. Now I'm going to make some changes, send it back to you. You know, it was like kind of playing football where you take apart the football and rebuild it and then throw mm -hmm. it across the ocean to each other. Um so I think we've kind of gotten that groove down a little bit better now. And so we might be able to actually like flow with it in a much faster, more efficient way than, than it was coming from, you know, 2016, you know, first kind of writing a record, um, that far apart from each other, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's cool to hear you like break it down like that too. Cause even like, it's such like a high quality of production and everything and, as well like so many different layers going on and just everything's like kind of flowing seamlessly like from like the transitions and everything so it's um it's interesting to hear you like explain like that part of recording and everything sure. and yep. um and yeah it's just like so did you feel like you needed like a bit of time to to warm up like to that style like i know you guys been making demos but like when you started like finalizing things and stuff like that i think for me it was it was pretty seamless just because I kind of came into like when I came in for gloom, um, in 2011, um, shit, that was yeah, late January, 2011. Um, when I came in for that, we, they had already had the music written, you know, and they were like, Hey, we got the studio time booked. Brent had left the band. And so I had like been immediately the first thing I did, uh, was to come in and, and record bass with the band. Um, so I was kind of used to popping in and being like, okay, Here's what you got. Here's what's on the track. All right, let me see what I can put to it. And so that's kind of the vibe that even Sun Eater we went with. I've written, I had written a few pieces like Son of Nihility, uh, the bum, dum, bum, 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 bum. that I had taken from their stuff because I had the stems, I had the DI tracks. So I took their stuff because that was like actually a way different part. It was like fat, it was double the speed on the drums and the riff was a lot faster and it was all distorted. Um, and I took it and played with it and morphed it and messed around. So I'll, I'll, I'll do some stuff like that, but I leave a lot of it up to the, uh, to the studio, you know, I leave a lot of it up to like, once I get in there with Jason and we just kind of see like, okay, here's what the actual recorded guitar part is. Cause that stuff changes a lot. Here's what the actual drums are. And then it's like, okay, let's connect the drums and the, uh, and the guitars in a way that's like vocal, you know, 
kind of like I, I think about it with like vocal phrasing. So, yeah. So, I mean, for them, maybe it was a little different, you know. Um, I know Al had a lot of stuff um, that he, he kind of revamped a lot of the songs. I actually like what he did a lot, but a lot of that didn't make it. So there's there's pros and cons to doing it that way instead of being in a, in a room with each other where you can like instantaneously make changes. You know, you can mm -hmm. be like, ah, what just play that play that one fret higher. You know, like you can do that in the spot uh, instantaneously and we can kind of do it with zoom but like because of the scheduling um you know when al and tony are available like tony's a doctor in ireland so his schedule is like very difficult to find windows of when he could he could actually like work on a zoom call together so instead it's more like all right just do your thing you know right out of track send it over and then we we make uh changes that that way you know Oh, very cool. Very cool. And even like looking at your personal resume outside of the band too, like seems like you always got your sword sharp, whether you're just playing with other bands from yeah. Cephalic Carnage, uh, Havoc, Cattle Decap and all that stuff. And I kind of want to know like, um, what's maybe like something unique about Job for a Cowboy that brings to you compared to like all the other projects you're involved with? Job is really the one where, you know, with my name and my um bass playing where i can and we'll see what happens with um with i don't know maybe with new cephalic or something and there's a few cephalic tracks where i have that kind of freedom but um i really have you know like creative freedom and job um and a, and just a very um i would say prominent voice in the band musically which is so cool i mean it's i'm just super lucky to have um you know guys like tony and al and you know especially johnny being such a big fan of, of bass guitar um mm -hmm. so for me it like i really they give me the room and the, the 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 space on the fader in the mixing room you know to be present in this band and to be heard um the way that i think cool bass guitar should be heard in metal where it's like prominent and an equal voice you know mm -hmm. uh, so for i think jfac for me really Especially Sunny Dern and, and, and Moon Healer like really accomplished that. They let me like speak and be heard, you know? Yeah, hell yeah. I love how like just stand out and groovy everything is too, man. It's Sweet. kudos for that shit. Like it's just Thank such you. like uh, a dope vibe and everything. And um yeah, it's cool to hear how much uh input you have into it too. Like um, especially like since I believe Johnny's the only original band right. member too. And yep. like over the years, um, I guess like there's been like all these different members and I was thinking about this today too. I, I think what's cool about uh job for a cowboy as a whole under that umbrella, it seems like it doesn't matter what the lineup is. They all know the mission, I guess, to right, like right. what people who follow like the band want out of that project. Sure. And um, is there any, like, I don't know, just keys to like keeping that successful, like vibe going on. I think it's like, um, you kind of have a collective drive now that especially that we put sun eater out and and sort of found our sound really i think if you listen to demonocracy there's some very cool stuff on there but it felt like a lot of it felt like a band still searching you know and almost like kind of like peacocking a little bit um with the technicality like like being hyper technical f for technicality's sake you know uh, whereas Sun Eater, we really kind of came into like, 
what's best for the song. It's so super cliche to say that, especially in death metal. But we did kind of, you know, be like, what what's cool? You know, like what is what is fit? Is it okay? Is do we need to have thirty five riffs per song? Can it just can this part repeat? Is this part cool enough to repeat? Same with vocals, you know. So there's a lot less vocals if you look at the actual you know word count. Um, Johnny was able to say a lot more with a lot less starting in Sun Eater. Mm. So I think like that kind of essence we knew we're like okay this is the direction we want to go. So even if we were to have a different you know lineup change drummer wise again, um, which I, I think we'll probably would use Naveen again I would imagine just because he did such a good job and such a, a homie of the band you know. Um, but that yeah that it was that that central mission is always going to kind of be the defined now you know what i mean especially now like the last two it just really is like okay yeah this is job for cowboy this is what we want to do cool cool yeah and even like looking at sun eater and uh, moon healer and stuff like uh the album artwork side by side too it's so cool it's like i'm like yeah. really into like that psychedelic like imagery and like yeah. layers of the universe like folding into reality and stuff but uh, one thing i never like really like um dove into was like maybe like the meaning within the lyrics too and are these two albums considered a concept and is there like a specific like message or meaning going on throughout them so yeah you've you've got this uh crazy kind of story uh we had a a, a pretty close friend of the bands um just go on this wild uh journey of self-discovery and um through you know hallucinogenic drugs and and uh just kind of like really diving deep into the you know occultism and and um esoteric wisdom and just really sort of looking for the meaning to life um and those perennial questions like uh who are we where do we come from why are we here where are we going you know all those types of things so and this guy just kind of you know went on this crazy journey or gal could have been a gal as well but um and uh so we decided to, to write about that you know it's almost kind of like um it was a stranger story as non-fiction than we could have even come up with you know mm -hmm. so sun eater was a bit more direct as far as like one-to-one -one with the character what happens with the character in in uh, in their life and then moon healer is like an extension of that path uh with some uh, real life you know basis but we we took it and really kind of expanded it way out which is what we wanted to do musically as well but we wanted to do that with the vocals to really get into like okay if if this person were to go as deep down these rabbit holes as you possibly can you know where does it where would it lead you you know um and so they kind of end up in a place where it's you know it's like very opaque the way johnny writes his lyrics which i love it's very open to interpretation so you don't really know you know what happened like you could read the lyrics yourself and kind of make your own connection as to far as what happened to the character was this a good thing you know did he come into contact with these benevolent entities um on the other side of of reality that uh you know help him escape the cycle of uh of um death and, and rebirth or is it all in his head and he's just fucking schizophrenic or you know um is he just dead um is he in the bardos is he you know you, you kind of it's really open to interpretation but it's the same character throughout both records and whether we kind of continue that since i'm saying we do have new music whether we continue it into like a third um record 
that kind of remains to be seen. I don't know if we want to stick on with that. I mean, it's gets super fun and it's really cool, and we only scratch the surface as to how deep you can dig into all that that knowledge. But Johnny and I dug real deep, you know, finding finding the stuff. I mean, he he writes all the lyrics, but but we try. I'm like, check this book out, check this concept out. We trade ideas and stuff. And so uh, we may continue it on, um, but if not, like it is designed so that it's like these two are complete with each other. I love it too. And yeah, again, like outside of music too, I'm all about like kind of like into that kind of content too. Like oh, I'll listen cool. to like a bunch of like Terrence McKenna lectures. Oh, and yeah. like, yeah, you know, obviously like, when you talking about like you're, you know, all that shit too. But oh, 100%. It's, uh... Yeah, you should check it out. It's cool the way Johnny was able to take a lot of those guys. Um, like I turned them on to, you know, so there's some Rick Strassman, obviously the DMT, the spirit molecule. Um, and then uh, this guy, Daniel Pinchbeck, you should check out some of his stuff. Okay, cool. A, yeah, I never got, heard of him. That's cool. Yeah, he's got a book called Breaking Open the Head. And and then another one called 2012 Return of Quetzalcoatl, um, where he dives so deep. If you like any of that stuff, he dives super deep into it. He's sort of a modern day McKenna or Leary to me, kind of. Um, but I love his prose and the way that he like you read his books daniel pinchbeck's books dude and it sounds like i'm like these are metal lyrics like the way yeah. he, the, the way his alliteration and his phrasing and everything i'm like, oh, I'm like even the it, title like, of the book breaking open the head i'm like is this oh, yeah. a cannibal corpse <laughs> like, yeah, yeah well that's, that's actually from that's actually from um this tribe that he went to i believe they're called the Bui, the Buiti. And in Africa, um, I think in Gabon, I can't remember where in Africa, but this tribe, um, they have this stuff called iboga, and it's it's this root bark that is like crazy powerful hallucinogen, like 25, 30 hours. And Almost it's like uh, an ayahuasca, he would you say? Yeah, or, but, yeah. But, it, but probably triple, well, at least double the time of ayahuasca. Ayahuasca is like kind of dust till dawn 12-ish hours 14 hours this is like 30 so yeah, you're locked and, in oh man yeah, that, and, i just got a and, wave of anxiety like yeah well that. if that didn't get you like the the it's not a pleasant trip it's, oh my it's God. like this it's, there's this like stick like father figure like they say it's kind of like a tree but this stick like stern father figure that keeps showing you like your mistakes that you've made all the mistakes you've made in your life on repeat so that you learn from him for like 30 wow. hours. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Woo. So he went through this process because in order to, it's in a, it's like a, an initiation right in the tribe to become a man. So mm -hmm. the, the teenagers have to go through this process um, in order to be welcomed in, into the society as men. And so the, the I forget what the, um, the term, the, the term in, in their language was, but the translation is breaking open the head to do this, this process. That so cool and even like i hear like um a common thing like with like heavy doses of psychedelics whether it's like the dmt or ayahuasca journeys and almost like what you said with the aboga as well it's almost like it's the healing from causing discomfort it almost takes like all like the stuff you continue to force in the back of your head and right. put it right in front of your face every mistake exactly. every problem and it's yep. you'll go through hell but then after it it just seems like the post uh like effects is just absolutely life-changing beauty for people so it's that's, so that's interesting pretty accurate you know and that's the thing is like nothing good comes from you know repression you know <laughs> um and this is just a way to like sort of um i mean you know sometimes there's people that have such you know hardcore things repressed from childhood and this and that like really should be doing this stuff with a psychotherapist 
you know, to like mm-hmm. be able to handle some of the st- heavier stuff that could come up. Um, but yeah, but you see that you see that the Johns, you know, Johns Hopkins having its whole uh, wing of you know psychedelic research and and the benefits that they're finding, the neuroplasticity, the neurogenesis, um, the ability to to uh, you know significantly help soldiers with PTSD uh, or pe- people like um, with terminal diseases to kind of come to uh, alleviate the anxiety, that existential anxiety of death, and then puts them in a different mind state, you know? So it's, it's, there's a lot of promising stuff um, going on with that. And that's kind of like this record has some, there's some optimistic, you know, componentry to the, to the hallucinogenic use that this character uses. Um, but it's also like kind of wrapped in like, okay, but also are you going crazy? You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, man. So I... It's like, it's not all gravy, but it's not all bad. You know, it's, yeah, dude, I I love it so much more now that you're breaking it down like all these layers oh, cool. too. It's just like, yeah. So I, like I'm excited to hear like the full release coming out on February 23rd, and um, yeah, just even like after this record, have you guys been talking about doing some touring and stuff? Because we miss you out there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've been trying to get the guys to do it for a really long time. I feel like I'm kind of the spearhead to get shit done uh, <laughs> as far as playing because I'm the I'm the one that's like I'm in I'm in Safala Carnage still. I play still doing stuff with Havoc here and there and I play with this band King. So like I never stopped playing music, you know, I, that's what I want to do with my life and, and how I like making my living. And so, um, it's one of those things where I'm like, I have to kind of get them into it, that side of it, you know, cause I don't, the money, even though the money offers are really big, it's crazy. Um, but that doesn't, that doesn't affect, they don't care about the money. They're just mm-hmm. like, ah, oh, I got my kids and I got to do this. And I'm like, yeah, I totally get lives. it. So, Right, but um, they had such a good time. Everybody had such a good time when we played Blue Ridge Rockfest. Um, and so it was like, yeah, we need to do this again. It's just it's fun to play these songs. So there's some stuff booked. I can't say what it is yet because stuff's not announced yet. But there's you will have chances to see this. It's not going to be like it was where, oh, they'll be back in three months. So, you know, it's like if you see a, a concert date and you want to see this stuff, you got to get the ticket because it's not yeah. going to be the way it was. We're not going out eight months a year anymore. So come oh, see it. If you if you see the booking, go buy a ticket, even get a plane ticket and go see it because you never know. Hell yeah. I'm stoked. I know from like my friends, again, who listen to Extreme Metal, they're stoked as well, man. It's cool to just hear you break down everything like this and uh, and knowing you guys are going to be uh, coming on, on tour again and everything. But uh, yeah, um, just as we're closing out, I just want to thank you so much for your time yeah. and all this awesome info. I'm fucking stoked, man. And Very uh, cool, dude. we'll continue yeah. to share like clips of this interview like throughout like the release cool. time. And um, hopefully on the next one, uh, maybe if you do the third concept album, we can talk about it again. Oh, 100%, man. Yeah, and I, I would encourage you to check those books out, dude. Breaking Open the Head, 2012, Return to Cuts of Quattle. There's one about, uh, well, the DMT one is brilliant, too, the uh, the Spirit Molecule. Oh, I actually own that book. Yeah, yeah. 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 Did you know there's a 5-MEO uh, version, different guy wrote, but about that the oh. different the different chemical 5-MEO, the one that's like on the toad, in the toad back. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, yeah I didn't one, know that. That, that's cool. that one's called the, uh, the God Molecule, I think that one is. Dude, uh, you're, you're going to send me down like such uh, a rabbit hole because I used to like, <laughs> like indulge in this like so much, like, 
like a, sure. a handful of years ago and then i kind of like stopped listening to the lectures a bit but still kind of kept like the knowledge with me but now sure. like you're just getting me back in that mode yeah, with like new dude. books and everything so i really yeah. appreciate that yeah. that's gonna check be it, check check it all out and then and then read johnny's lyrics for moon healer sun eater moon healer and you'll be like oh i see what he's okay <laughs> so cool. good brother right but, on uh, well, thanks so much man it was a pleasure to meet you dude yeah, back at you, man. And yeah, definitely if you guys come around Toronto, I'll be I'll be at the show and everything. And uh cool. yeah, hope to uh, like have another great conversation down the road again sometime. For sure, man. Sounds good, brother. All right. Take cheers, Nick. Too. Take All care. Right. All right, cheers. Once again, big thank you to Nick for this awesome conversation. I thoroughly enjoyed that. I can't say that enough. Also, he needs to get commission on my Amazon order for uh the book Breaking Open the Head, <laughs> which <laughs> I have threw into my Amazon cart after this interview. And yeah, cool stuff. I'm excited for all you guys to listen to Moon Healer. Like we mentioned, the brand new album drops February 23rd. Could be out right now as you're listening to this interview. So yeah, check that shit out and stay tuned for possible tour dates. Because it sounds like they may be coming to your area. And it sounds like these shows are going to be pretty exclusive. So like Nick mentioned... Go out of your way and see them. Uh, it's cool that they're kind of keeping things exclusive, special. Speaking of things that are special, I want to thank some people that are special. All you legends on our Patreon page. Like always, we can't go without showing you guys some appreciation. And first up, the biggest thanks to Mike Carniello of the Testing with Mike YouTube channel. If you're into electronics, technology, how they work, and most importantly, how to fix them. Check out Testing with Mike on YouTube. Another huge thank you to Amanda McKnight of Top 10 Nerd. Not only is Amanda the host of Top 10 Nerd talking to millions of subscribers, Amanda has her very own YouTube channel that I can't recommend enough. Just type in Amanda McKnight on YouTube. Soaking some good vibes, some comic books, some video games, movies, in all things nerdy. That's Amanda McKnight on YouTube. Another big thanks to the wonderful Jenny Potter, the legend Devin McBride, our favorite soul singer, Saber, and last but not least, Francis Coffer, AKA my mom. If you want to shout out at the end of every episode and also get these episodes early, raw, uncut, right when I'm done the Zoom call, I just post them. You can go to patreon.com slash the creative imbalance and beyond getting a shout out at the end of these episodes and having my forever thanks. You can just go to bed at night and sleep soundly knowing you're a badass motherfucker who supports raw, uncut, independent media. And nobody can take that away from you. You hear me? With that being said, we got a lot of new shows around the corner. Lots of recordings in the shadows that I can't wait to edit. And throw into your faces, into your ear holes. So expect more soon. Appreciate you hanging out with us today. And we'll catch you next time. Mwah.